0: Welcome to Good Look It Out, episode 49, a podcast about what to eat, watch, read, and listen to. I'm Eric. I'm Jason. Santos. My brother. It's my birthday tomorrow.
1: What? Fucking A, that's right. I forgot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Happy birthday, man. Thanks. Happy, happy early birthday. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Uh you you'd like to go to the movies.
0: I'm gonna go to uh Every year around my birthday there's usually a superhero movie or a big summer blockbuster, so I'm gonna go see Guardians of the Galaxy two. Brad. And get tacos. Yes. And then uh for in the evening I'm gonna come home, make three racks of ribs and Oh live like a king.
1: Yes. Yes. That's the plan. Fantastic. Yeah. Nice, nice, good.
0: nice. Oh good. How about you? What kind of stuff do you like to do on your it was just your birthday too? It was We're last both- week um- Taurus, you know. Taurus, yeah. Tauruses. Smart. Yeah. Kings. Kings of the world. The fuck else? I don't know. Tauruses, yeah. Yeah,
1: kings. Um, you know, in years past, like, I usually like to, you know, when I had, when I worked for myself, I would just do, like, a, you know, a couple, three record stores, couple, three comic book shops dinner whatever um and now like i buy so many records and right like otherwise like i kind of am trying to not like i don't know i buy so many records like i yeah i don't need to go doing that and um comics to be honest with you I, i don't buy them like i used to
0: yeah you know I read them all digitally at this point, point. and
1: you read them all, yeah, uh-huh. on Marvel. Um, so, um, yeah, as you get older, it changes, right? So yeah. it's just like hanging uh, with my bride, yeah, and nothing wrong with that. Nah, not at all. Yeah,
0: nice. So yeah, things take a much calmer. So speaking of records, yeah, I've. I've actually started buying vinyl again. I used to collect, same as you, like hit any new city. The thing to do is like hit all the record shops. Mm -hmm. You know, like I used to love going to Chicago and going to the like jazz and blues record mart and just like spending two hours going through all of the vinyl in the bins. Oh yeah. Um, You know, I still have all of my vinyl. I haven't gotten rid of any, but I just haven't had a turntable up in like... I don't know, probably eight or nine years at this point, but actually Nicole has been on me to because she thinks the girls will really love it. So we're gonna get a am I'm gonna pull out. I still have my turntable, still have all the speakers and the um, phono amp, and you know all that stuff. I have got a really nice setup actually. So we're gonna set it up, and I just ordered the Radiohead OK Computer three yeah vinyl oh eighty yeah, gram did. three vinyl anniversary. Well, you pre ordered it. I pre ordered it. Yes. yes. Likewise. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because that album is just, you know, still to this day. Come on. And that's when, yeah. when I used to go... Um, I used to be buying speakers and audio file setups all the time. And that, when I went to go set a new news test a new set of speakers, like okay computer was one of the records that I would use. Your bench- to test mark. speakers. Yeah, to benchmark speakers, exactly. Yeah. Because it's so well recorded that record. It, you, oh yeah. And it's so dynamic that
1: <laughs> Oh yeah. yeah. Man, there's a lot going on in that thing. Um I'm super psyched for that re release. Yeah. Um I think there's Yeah, maybe not they're maybe they're not different colors. Oh, they just did Iggy's first 3 records. Nice. In different colors. But yeah, that one, that's 3 LPs that yeah, um, with some unreleased okay stuff and some B-sides or something. And it's like not that. 45 RPM, is it? Is it long play? I think it I think so. I think yeah. it is. So that there's going to be a lot on there. Um Yeah, that's um coming up a couple couple weeks. That will yeah. ship. I'll, nice. I'll, so you're buying records.
0: Yeah right on, yeah, and the other the other way they got me was, um uh, I got a double vinyl um copy of this record beat by Bowery Electric, which I think maybe I turned you on to at some point, maybe not, um I'm not sure it sounds familiar it's uh another one of those records that like still you know twenty five years later after it came out, like I'm still like, this is an amazing record, I love this record, I'll always love this record. So I was listening to it. I think um, maybe like pulling stuff for the podcast at some point. I was listening to this record, and they just got me with like a little banner on Spotify, like down below that said like "Seriously, one click to buy double vinyl." You know, beat by Bowery Electric, dude. And I just boom bought it. It was here in the mail two days
1: later, which I know you do all that all the time. It's brutal. It's brutal. Yeah, it's brutal. And I feel bad because I really do have always supported local record stores. Yep. And I still do. Um, I just need to – I need to pare back a little bit on um, those, like, fast, like, snap buys. One click, yeah. Yeah, the one click. I'm already signed in. They already know who I am. Right, for sure. And – and they get they they always get me i mean i know every fucking play they but they get yeah. me with a scarcity play it's a 500 pressing <laughs> i'm like fucking yeah g- hurry up get it now right. you know see, you know they're never going to sell 500 like right
0: i'm probably you know yeah see the difference is they do the same thing obviously with sneakers but they actually they sell out in like 10 seconds with the yeah. sneakers yeah in the like and their 500 is like 50,000, but they still
1: sell out in 10 seconds. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. So um, I do need to get a little dial back a little bit on that fucking one click and get back to, um, I mean, you gotta, you got Jack though. I mean, well, th- that's a nice thing is that that's where I, I feel bad because most of my tickets, um, are low at the record stores cause I'm buying like you know, Captain Fantastic and the Brown Dirt. Like, I'm buying right. $2 records right. for him, just Does catalog stuff. Yeah. yeah, well, just stuff that he needs to hear, you right. know? Like, he needs to figure out if he's going to like fucking Bob Seger or not. I can't keep it from him. I'm sure as hell hope he doesn't. but right. You know? <laughs> but I can't. Like, I need... He needs to hear it. Like, he needs to... You know, Almond Brothers, like, I have to buy catalog stuff. And don't get me wrong, of course, I fucking am, am loving <laughs> buying it all again. You know what I mean? And, right. Um, you know, and, and a lot of that stuff um, is still dead cheap, you know? Oh, for sure. Because they made so fucking many of them. Right, they just pressed them and pressed them and, and so pressed many people them. people dumped it off, yeah. And then they just fucking yeah, they dumped it off, and you know, and it's th- they're thin, terrible records. They're awful. Right. They sound like shit. You yeah. know, um, but who cares? You know, I so that's my is I'm kind of um, buying catalog stuff. So you know, I'll buy ten records, and it'll be you know. I'll ring out for $24 and Jeez. yeah. Yeah. Cheap living. Well, yeah. And, and I always make like the, I'm like for my kid, yeah. for my son, I already have this cat Stevens record in 180 gram. I need it for fucking for him. Right. they nice. like, we don't fucking care, dude. Just, just give me as, as a long as you're buying stuff. Ready. Yeah. Just give me credit. Like, like, Shut the fuck just, up. Just like,
0: so you know, <laughs> I wouldn't normally buy this record in this condition. <laughs> yes, like, exactly. Someone has to. Yeah. Like, I don't know why i would fucking, what, yeah. what do I give a shit? Yeah. There's, I don't even, I think it's still around, but like Bleecker Street Records in New York City. Yeah. And they're just like a massive pile of just like used vinyl. Yep. And uh, yeah, there were lots of great places in San Francisco. Oh, God. Well, I mean, Amoeba, you could dig, like, yeah. down low for I was
1: thinking, fucking weeks. true.
0: I was thinking more of, like, there was a specialty place in the lower hate that specialized in, like, funk and soul and r oh, and yeah. um, And I went in there one time right after the Beastie Boys had just been in there and bought out, like, almost the entire store. <sighs> there was, like, nothing
1: in the store. What was the f- fucking name of that place? I-, I was in there all the time, and... um. Didn't really, like, to be to be perfectly honest, like, most of the time didn't know what I was looking at. Yeah, same here. wasn't sure, and yeah, I was that's like, why, holy shit. That's why people shit, like that are going in there to, like, find beats. You like, know? I don't fucking know. Yeah. You know what I mean? That shit's not, you know, I mean, I don't know what that shit is, but I used to go in there all the time. That was lower hate. It was a dicey bitch down there, too. Yeah, this you, is the,
0: well, before they, there. you know, now you get, like, a $15... Fucking, what do you, what do you call it? Like handmade ice cream, where they yeah. make it on the cold using the I, I keep want to say cold fusion. They're not using cold fusion. They're using the what is the the nitrous the, that stuff that they cook with? Yeah. The anyways, Jesus, it's a it's a
1: fucking it, it's a different neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, um, it's way different now. It used to be across the street. There was a there was a soul food place across the street that people loved. I fucking hated it. Um, God, I can't believe it. I can't believe I don't remember yeah. the name of that place. But probably because I didn't buy too many records there, to be honest. Right.
0: Like, yeah, you were right, though. I mean, this was like really... You would have to get, get a pile of stuff, take it over to the listening station listen to it. It was mostly people that were either DJs or producers that were in there getting stuff.
1: Yeah. Yep. It was specialty for sure, which yeah. that's,
0: not my, that's not me. Yeah. The guy that hit me to it was a guy who was a DJ that... But right before I moved there, I was working in a record store in Madison, and this guy was like a kind of a rep for one of the West Coast like electronica labels or something. So I, I told him I was moving there. So uh-huh. we met up. I met up when he was like spinning at a local bar or whatever. And he was like, Oh, if you want to go, like go to this place in the lower Haight. I went in there and was just like, I don't, I have no idea what this
1: is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's really expensive. Yep. Like I don't, you know, and worth it, of course, I'm sure. Well, not just not to me, you mm-hmm. know? All I'm looking for is, like, a record to take home, put on, impress girls with, and start drinking. Like, right. that's all. That's why I'm buying records. Yeah. Like, I'm not fucking mixing anything.
0: All right. So we should get into the theme of the episode tonight. Let's do which
1: it, man. shockingly, isn't
0: about vinyl and buying records it and record stores. It is not. It is not. It is actually... We are the theme for tonight's episode is TV party, and I've got a little theme music here to introduce it. Ah. I would love to get to the chorus about uh, <laughs> "Don't talk about anything else." We don't want to know. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Anyways, for anyone who doesn't know, strangely, that's uh TV party by Black Flag off of Damaged. Uh, with you know, when they switched to young, a uh, very young Henry Rollins on vocals mm-hmm. there. So,
1: all right.
0: Uh, yeah, so we're here to talk about TV. Yeah, man, I got,
1: like, a list of um, shit that I've seen, shit that I am watching now, shit that I haven't seen that I want to see. Okay. I got kind of a bunch of stuff. What do you got over there? I got one thing that's an
0: old show that's, like, several... Maybe even like five seasons deep that I had never watched that I just started watching. Okay, that I'm so it's like an old sort of like I s- evidently slept on this pick. Couple new seasons of favorite shows that I think we should talk about. Cool, um, a new two new originals that just kicked off, and then something that has been on like a ten or twelve year hiatus that just kicked in with a new season. Rad. Um nice. I don't know if we'll get to all this stuff, but we'll yeah, take and well. choose as we go through Yeah,
1: let's get going. What um who, who goes first? Uh you go. All right. Um I'm gonna start with kind of an oddball pick. Um when I when I was thinking earlier about T V party. <laughs> this is fucking <laughs> this fucking show is not a fucking party, I will tell you that. Um and it's a mini series. Um but it's something that I don't believe – I don't know. I can't fucking remember. I probably talked about it because I watched it um, all in one night, probably about nine months ago or so, and went crazy for it. So I I must have brought it up because I was really struck by it. But um, one of my favorite actresses, Frances McDormand, um, did Olive Kittredge. Okay. Um, HBO miniseries. Yeah. So um, the book um, was written in, like, 08, um, won a Pulitzer Prize, and um, I haven't read the book. Hmm. And she read it, Fran read it, and she admits, like, she doesn't read books to look to adapt. Like, she just reads books, and she was like, holy shit, like, this is and this is a character that I, I'd really right. love to explore. Um, and it was notoriously difficult to, uh, adapt. The writer was, um, I forget who the fuck the writer, who, who the screenwriter was somebody that, um, of, of some renown, but, um, she done like something fucking weird. I, I forget her name. I, I don't have it written down here, but, um, at any rate, um, she approached, uh, McDormand approached the author and she's like, I want to do this thing. And, and the author was like, are you shitting me? Like, this is really hard. Like, how the fuck are you going to do this? Cause it's broken down to like 13 chapters huh. and she's like, I don't know, we'll figure it out. So she went and made it basically, um, in short, it's a series about a woman, uh, we meet We meet Olive um, when she's forty five years old. She is a math teacher at um, an elementary school in rural Maine. Married to a pharmacist Hmm. that works in, you know, that has uh, his his practice his his business in you know downtown, small little town in Maine, and um, it covers. 30 years of their dysfunctional marriage where she, um, so as we come to find out, like at 45, her father committed suicide and we start to um, piece things together and see why, you know, this character, the interesting things about this character are, the the fact that she just has um, in a very she, and she's so she's so good at like the nuance of place mm-hmm. you know obviously as we know with Fargo yep. and and as we know with so much of her work right. the nuance of place and like character she she's a master at um, and Maine is not known for warm women right it, you know what i mean so this character is um when she brings her very real accent her very real like down east sort of like persona to this character it's so believable you're like i know and being from new england right. like i know 30 women like that you know mm-hmm. and i was just like oh my god this i know this woman Except for the fact that I've never seen this angle of her life from this, hmm. from, you know, from this personal, hmm. uh, you know, this, this personal uh, um, point of view. And we just see that she just has like, ex- she has extreme difficulty in reciprocating love or affection. Like her husband is a hmm. pretty affectionate guy and she just cannot deal. Huh. She can't deal. Um, And, you know, it's, um, it's basically, it's a four hour movie is pretty much what it is. Okay. So there's four episodes. Um, and I, I won't give any spoilers. I won't, I won't give anything away, but, um, like I said, it covers 25 or 30 years of, hmm. um, her life starting at 45 years old. And, um, it is so, so fucking well done. It's such an amazing character study. Hmm. It won eight Emmys. Um, wow! It was it, it was a powerhouse. It's so good, and it's such like a it's a short commitment, which is why I wanted to like mention right. it because yeah, yeah. like you you can get in and out of this thing. I was one night good evening. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, it, it was four yeah. hours. Huh. Get in and and like live like see this thing that she made and right. she made it like she produced it. She she did it. You know it's hers, and and it's remarkable. It's it's so so good, um, and there's no reason anybody shouldn't see it. Like you should absolutely everybody should, everybody should see it. It's awesome. it's so fucking great. Sounds good. Yeah, I think Nicole would really love
0: it. So uh, Nicole would absolutely love it. Yeah. She would absolutely love it. Right on. So uh, we got to talk about new season of Fargo.
1: Season three? Yeah, man. Um, so I was ready to pull. So it's three episodes in at this point. Yep. And every week that goes by, I'm like, fuck. Fuck. <laughs> Have you, you've not and watched it no. Oh No. Because Beth. In a way, I'm totally jealous. Because she hasn't fucking watched. She hasn't finished with two yet. So I'm like, I'm like,
0: this is, this is Nicole with Better Call Saul, which is one of the other new seasons. Oh God. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I'm like, girl, are you fucking kidding me? Let's go. Like season two of Fargo, like is top 10 best things ever. Like fucking get going. So I push it every fucking night. I'm like, let's go. Let's go. chop. Chop. Whatever you're doing in there, let's fucking right. finish it up and Turn get in here. Turn off
0: investigation
1: discovery. Yeah. You're all set yeah. with that. You've seen them all. <laughs> and even if you haven't seen that, just, you know how it ends. Right. You know? Yeah. She's, she doesn't make it. <laughs> um, so let's fucking... And I'm trying to move through them, and she's playing with the, the fucking solitaire. Right. And I'm like, woman, like I want to move through but, two or three of these tonight. Yeah.
0: Because the, the thing is, though, the seasons are completely self-contained, so... I mean, there's some carry. There's like some references or some carryover, but you should just punch her to season three. I'm done.
1: I'm done. Like, well, she can do what she wants. She can. I'll continue because it's. I haven't seen it. Um, I don't know since whenever it was done. I watched season two two times. Um, and happy to watch it with her again. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm done waiting. Because right. we just finished episode three. We have fucking, what, how, what, five to go? Probably, yeah. Something like that. Is Are there eight or 12? I don't know how I'm fucking uh, many are I'm there are. There many too many. Too many. I, I mean, not I, too many. I would, but.
0: I would guess 10 is like the max or 10 on the outside and probably eight. I'm not waiting for anyone. No the first episode is an hour and a half. I think so.
1: Oh, of season
0: three? Of oh, season
1: three. Oh, it is the first
0: episode of season three is an hour and a half. So, Dude. Not, and I bet the finale will be an hour and a half and they'll probably be eight.
1: So it's my understanding that we go, um, well, tell me, do we go back and, um, we start kind of, um, this ties very closely to the movie. Is that right? I, I think I remember you telling me this, or at least it, it kind of picks up where the the movie left off in, in some way. Um,
0: I don't think so far it seems pretty independent of the movie to me. And there's, there's a part of the story that takes place 30 years before, but this is like, a, I mean, people have iPhones, you know, this is like a modern, like, Okay, we're probably 2000. Eight, seven, nine, two, yeah, 70, 80, 2009 if they have iPhones. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, like relatively modern. Okay. Um, and it is wall to wall stars it is insane i mean now at this point i mean if someone calls you and says do you do you want to be in fargo three season three of course you're jumping oh yeah you know but it's still even knowing that it's unbelievable how many people are in it really yeah they have got two actors from boardwalk empire um they've got the woman from the leftovers who plays the sort of you know love interest like the main uh she plays a sheriff um, oh they, yeah! They've got uh, David huh, the British actor, you know, independent actor. Also, uh, Big Lebowski. Yeah, he, he does an awesome cameo is that like German conceptual artist. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Who's yeah, Like just sitting there laughing. The video, yeah. the video yeah. artist. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> he's amazing in in the show. Like, yeah, oh, so good. It's like for anyone who loves season two, like it's just like season two, but different and you know better or weirder in some ways, you know. Yeah. Um, and plus, it has a whole like sort of pulp, like old Hollywood sci-fi mm. angle thing going on, and you uh, and McGregor plays two brothers, not twin brothers. Oh god, that's right, like, I forgot about and that. And he is awesome.
1: I forgot about that. Really good. Yeah.
0: Both those parts. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. It's good. It's, I mean, like you said, we're only three episodes in, but man, really good episodes.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm, I gotta go on that tonight. Like, I can't fucking wait any longer. Yeah. Every night I'm trying to push her through this thing, but, you know, we don't, what do we have to share it together? We're we'll going have to fucking watch that together. Yeah, uh, you'll probably end up watching it again anyway. I'm going to, I'm yeah, I'm going to, exactly. What am I, I'm crazy to be waiting for her. I can't, I can't fucking wait. People are freaking over it. Yeah, uh, rightfully so.
0: This, I mean, that uh, creator who's. Noah Holly. Yeah, Noah Holly. Yeah. And, I mean, he's on fire. I mean, you, like, how many times did I. Fucking sing the praises of Legion Dude. on this show. Like I can't stop talking about that show. Yeah. So yeah. and that like that ended and this picked up. Right. It's like boom. Like give this guy two more shows, please. Like I just want a Noah Hawley show on all. So the he time. can't. He just yeah. never stops working. Yeah. Just never stops working. Yeah. So well, give him like a week, a year or something, and we you know. Yeah. You can go to Hawaii or something and chill do what out. you but, need, and then yeah. back Let's to work. Burn this burn that candle at both ends work them yeah
1: work them i don't know them. i know nothing about him except for a legion um which i have finally gotten into um and it's everything that you promised like that thing is amazing it's unbelievable yeah um
0: it's crazy how consistent like and it's it's very diff- in some ways it's similar. Like you can see the hallmarks of his style, but in some ways it's very different. Yeah, and it's amazing yep. how consistently high quality and amazing it is. And it's not in like a Wes Anderson like I feel like I've got a template here and I'm kachunk kachunk kachunk. No, like cranking it out.
1: No, but there are some definite aesthetic decisions that have been made. Yeah, and things are center punched a la Wes Anderson. Right. Things are um, symmetrical. Things are very purposeful a la Wes Anderson, but it feels more Kubrick than it does Wes Anderson. And there's
0: some very deliberate camera moves that set up like kind of
1: unusual feeling. Yes. And things like that. Very, very Kubrick-esque to me. Like that's like – the thing I can I keep thinking about the whole time, like it, what a huge influence he's been. Hmm. I, I've got to imagine. I'm, you know, I don't know, but I'm. There, it's undeniable. Like yeah. I mean, you look at it; it's like it's undeniable. Like,
0: yeah, he's do, doing a thing this season in this most recent episode where there's actually animation incorporated.
1: Really? Yeah. Wow! Which How felt, many felt
0: really unusual? Yeah. Like it just seems like he a lot of times we're just be like, you know, it'd be kind of fun to try or like how we can push this in a different direction than some of the other seasons we've done. What if we pulled in animation in this part for when this woman is reading this like sci-fi book or whatever.
1: Crazy. Yeah. Wow. It's cool. Yeah. That character is like, um, is pretty well, like represented, I think like, um which character? The 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 lead oh, um in Legion? Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's yeah. he's so confused and like yeah. you know, I'm halfway through the fir- through the
0: season. Oh, First okay. season. Got it. Yeah, the guy who played Cousin Matthew on Out Abbey. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good job. Yeah. Also like god, how like can every uh, British person on the planet just do a flawless American accent. Seriously, right? But no, literally no American can do a British accent. Nope. I know it's like some weird Fucking idiots. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, what you got next? My next one is um, kind of just gotten into it. Um, and it's pretty. Um, it's not perfect but i'm really sucked in like it's got problems but i'm totally into it um fortitude it's uh amazon okay prime original um fortitude is the northernmost in the story i don't know if this is true or yeah. not it probably isn't true but in the story it's the northernmost um Settlement in the world. Um, it's way up in Norway. Huh. It's a small island, and um, it's basically just a glacier. And there's 700 people that live there. Huh. And there's an. It's illegal to die there, um, because they can't. If you're, if you're, and it's illegal to be buried there. Okay. So because if you're buried, nothing ever decomposes. <laughs> Because it's so, so cold. It's an ice cube. Yeah. So yeah. there's like still bodies buried there that like have actually have the plague. And, um, so they can't exhume, exhi- them because they don't want to unleash the plague. Correct. The, yeah. Yep. Um, so, um, that's the setting, you know, um, which is interesting. And, uh, crime, like somebody asks someone as they come to the Island, they're like, who's that? And they're like, that's a sheriff. Oh, the sheriff, is he a good sheriff or a bad sheriff? And they're like, nobody knows because everybody here has a job and they have to take care of themselves. So there's no crime. So that's the stage is set. There's no crime. The governor is there. The governor is paving the road for um, allegorically paving a road for creating this hotel that is carved out of the glacier. Shit. so you can come up and see the northern lights and all of this uh-huh. um and the, the um the local kind of um environmental um police lead like the guy who like makes sure that they're not making any disruptions to the glacier or doing anything has been all for the hotel up until this one point where he's Hmm. discovered something. He's about to pull the plug in the whole thing and he shows up murdered. Hmm. And here we go. So it starts, um, the local sheriff seems as though he's in the pocket of the governor. Um, there's, and 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 it kicks off with like five st- storylines happening there's hmm. you know a marriage dissolving over here with a tie in back to you know with one of the cops that works with the sheriff hmm. that could be potentially you know some conflict there then Stanley Tucci plays this character that shows up because Weird. yeah he he comes from London because the guy who was murdered was a British citizen. So he shows up to like do like an investigation, see what's going on. so it's super, um, it's not flawless. It's not perfect, but there's a lot going on and you know, for like, I'm very forgiving with a kind of complex crime story and, Mm -hmm. and it has enough like weirdness and, and, um, stuff that's off and gross and like, there's just no. enough to keep me like, I'm like, yeah, I- I'll i see what happens. And, um, season two, I've just peaked enough to see that, um, the reviews are great. Dennis Quaid, um, hopped on board, huh. like immediately without even reading a script. He was like, yeah, absolutely. I'm in, and the reviews for that are kind of through the roof. So, huh. Um, Amazon, I I started looking to be honest with you, after um You've always talked a lot about Amazon Prime and and, and their content and I never looked closely at it and I was like, yeah, that's a hole in my Yeah. Have you watched the Bosch stuff? No, I haven't watched that yet. Oh, because
0: that is dead center in your like crime, procedural taste kind of noir stuff. God right yeah bosh yeah it's got titus Woolover. right from yeah deadwood and other
1: stuff yep so, yep yeah shit right well I, that i'll pick up immediately um i realized like the um the investment they're making after watching the the night manager oh yeah which that's
0: really good. It's crazy. Speaking of miniseries, yeah. It's
1: fucking insanity.
0: Yeah, I don't, they must just be burning <laughs> tanker ships
1: of cash. For a company order. that doesn't make any money? Yeah. Like, they are just, like, shipping fucking cash to, yeah. to production companies. Like, yeah.
0: Well, I think it's going to be a race to see between Tesla and Amazon to say who's the first trillion dollar company. Uh
1: huh. It absolutely is. Yeah. Right. Um. Yeah. And it's gonna be Amazon. Could be.
0: I don't know, man. Tesla's things are looking. I mean, the most valuable car company in the world right now. How oh, fucking crazy!
1: <laughs> How crazy is that? Yeah. And there's like thirty of them on the fucking road. <laughs> Compa- comparatively, yeah. Right. I mean, right. Yeah, but when you look at the amount of cars sold, like Volkswagen
0: sells more cars in a year just Volkswagen. I'm not talking about the Volkswagen Group. No, no, just Vol- Volkswagen. Yeah, in the U.S. Just <laughs> yeah, in the U.S. Just in sells in the US. more than all of the Teslas that have been sold yeah, ever, right? So thus far, that's about to change drastically. But well, with the yeah,
1: with the Model Three, with the Model Three, yeah. Anyways, anyhow, so um. Check out Fortitude. Um, yeah, it's interesting. It right. is. Uh,
0: you've piqued my interest for sure. Yeah. So uh, I want to talk about a show. Like I said, this is a very unique situation because with the exception of something like Arrested Development that had a cult following, and I guess similarly this show had a cult following. Um, did you ever watch the animated series Samurai Jack?
1: Yeah, I did see that a few times. I never got yeah. into it, but um, so I was yeah. really
0: into it. Um, mm-hmm. Christian from work, was, it, like, kind of turned me onto it, and I just became kind of obsessed with it. So, for those who haven't seen it, this was a show that in the uh, early two thousands was on uh, Cartoon Network, and it was sort of in this like weird space where, it, where like kids could probably watch it, but it was mostly for adults. Um, you know, I think it, it aired on Adult, Adult, Adult Swim. swim yeah and uh it's the the series about the the, it does this brilliant thing where the intro tells you everything you need to know where there's this samurai and there's this sort of evil god named aku that comes and he has this uh special sword and he's the samurai who's the only person who can like harm and hurt aku so what he does is he uh this evil kind of demon slash god Aku creates a time hole and sends him into the future because he feels like Samurai Jack will like he'll be out of his element and he sends him into a future where he's controlled the world for you know millennia and now it's like so he's living in sort of the evil realm of the future that Aku has created so there's all these robots and assassins and all these people so it's this weird blend of like samurai and sci-fi so they did the seasons, and I think at some point they pulled the plug on it, um, and now it's back. And instead of just, like, making another season, they did this brilliant thing where they re- they changed, not only did they advance the animation style of the show, but they changed the plot so that um, 50 years have passed since we've seen uh, this character last, but he hasn't aged because there is something, when he went through this time portal that has changed his, like, physiology so he doesn't age but he's like can't defeat aku so he's in this like kind of deep despair like his hair is grown out he has this really long beard and he's lost his sword and so, sort do of you pick up in this and it's much darker and much more violent like there there's no gray area really? more about is this for kids because like he they train this like group of like throats get slit and stuff like that in this new and like swords go through people's heads like not to the point of like kill bill or anything like that like we're not talking that level of like tarantino level of violence but like much more so because before i was like this is brilliant because all he's doing is like smashing all these robots and stuff so he's not like killing other samurai or doing whatever like it was a brilliant move to put in this future thing where there's all these robots and all this stuff because then he just fights against these other other people and when he does fight against like uh anthropomorphized animals or whatever, like he never kills them, he just like beats them. Um but now it's like it feels really dark. Really? <laughs> yeah. In a w in a like a really positive way, I think. You know, in a way that I really yeah. love. Yeah. But I just think it's you know it's a show that's if you were at all a fan of it before, it's better than ever. Um the animation is amazing. The storytelling is really cool the way that they do huh. like the you know quote unquote cinematography like the way they frame shots and do things is really unbelievable. It's just a really awesome show, super entertaining. You know, without how, commercials it's like 22 minutes. How long ago did
1: they stop it? And so how long is it? has the... been
0: 10 years I think since it was Jesus. on. Jesus. Wow. It probably ran like 2003 to 2007 or 8. Okay. So now it's back. Cool. After a ten year hiatus, so yeah, it's awesome.
1: Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's fun. I'll have to check it out. Nice one. Um, what about uh I got a couple on here. I'm curious if you have been watching. Um Did you watch the Young Pope?
0: Uh I haven't <laughs> seen that. Haven't seen that with our friend Jude Law.
1: Yeah, with Jude Law. Eh, I watched the first one. Not so much. That's as far as I got. Hmm. As far as I got. What about um, Sneaky Pete? I
0: watched that whole thing. You did? Yeah, I actually think that's really good. It feels good. I yeah. I
1: watched I watched the first one and yeah. I liked it.
0: I I would recommend watching the whole thing. Actually, okay, cool. Yeah, I watched the the first season and I really liked it. That was one of the ones where I watched the. You know how Amazon does that thing where they have the first episode and you watch it. and Then if you like five, if enough people five star it, they actually turn it into a show, it's Oh a pilot season thing. I actually watched that one and I watched um, Bosch in pilot season and like voted for both those, of course, because they're crime. You know? Right. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I um, yeah, I really like, really like it. I think it's great. Yeah, know, it's not like the, it's not like in the same level of as far and better call Saul, but it's a solid show.
1: Right? Yeah. I love that actor. I, I yeah. don't know his Giovanni name. Ribisi. Is that his name? Yeah, Giovanni
0: Ribisi. Yeah, he was married to. You no, know, Beck was married to his sister for a while. Really? Yeah. Huh. They all got pulled into the Scientology. Church of Scientology. Really? Yeah. I think now maybe, I'm not sure, I, some part of them might be, might have hit the eject button, but. Okay. You know, I don't track it that. that yeah, closely, yeah, Obviously. We're <laughs> looking at the right. registered roles of Scientologists now no. that you get access to it.
1: Especially at mean. that level. Like.
0: <clears throat> yeah. But yeah, like, no, they were pulled in as part of that Hollywood play cool. set.
1: Nice huh i i I always loved that guy, yeah pops up all over the place
0: yeah um yeah, he's good, he's good on the show um yeah, it's an interesting and it's got that um that that woman who is everywhere now who plays the the grandma um who she was on. Uh, she's I feel like she's just on every single show now. She's just been on tons and tons of series. What is her name? I'm gonna look it up. You know who I'm talking about, right? Because he, uh, he goes home get, right away and is like to see his grandparents. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. It's um God, it's not the mom from um uh... What's the fucking
0: The fucking drug movie. The goddamn... Her name is Margot Martindale. Margot Martindale. And she's in absolutely everything.
1: She always plays the same... BS. Uh, She's
0: in The Americans. She's in BoJack Horseman. She's in The Good Wife. Uh, Jesus. The Hollers, the independent film that... um, she was really good in that. Mike and Molly, Masters of Sex. New girl. I mean she's in Christ, she works. God, she works and works. Yeah, she's super popular now. Justified. She was in, she was good in that. She played sort of like the queen pin of the the holler. Then Just- she's been in a bunch of movies, too. Justified's the one down in the Keys, right? Uh no, Justified's in the South. It's the one based on the Elmore Leonard character who goes from gets kicked out of I think actually maybe he gets kicked out of Miami and then he goes back to where he was living in the
1: South. Or maybe Yeah, he in the Keys. In the Florida Keys. In the family, like the 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 whole family, like owns the resort. No, that's that, not. What no. is? What's that fucking show? <laughs> You're thinking about that was a Netflix original series, yeah? Right? Bloodline. That's it. That's yeah. what, That's what it was.
0: Justified is you know with the sheriff with the cowboy hat. Oh, then yeah, yeah, yeah. We're yeah, talking yeah. small town south. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Right. Right. That's an Elmore Leonard character.
0: Uh, yeah. Elmore Leonard character. All right, enough fucking around. Let's talk about Better Call Saul. Are you, you watching Better the new season? I'm not all
1: the way. I'm not caught up. I'm not caught up, son. I know, I know. From what I've heard, they're starting to um, like the ties to Breaking Bad are yeah. like really starting to Hell show up. Yeah,
0: they are back into. First of all there's so much stuff and so much amazing stuff with the Mike Trout character. Oh, it's just like...
1: The character.
0: The fucking best. Dude! And you also feel like we're closing in on the point where we see, like, why... where Saul Goodman comes from. You know, I feel like we're... Re- about... To, we're coming into the point where we're gonna reach a point of convergence where we see him go from Jimmy to Saul.
1: To, where he makes the 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 shift
0: yeah i could be wrong but i don't think so i think like probably by the end of this season that's my prediction we're gonna see the moment where saul goodman is born out of necessity uh-huh um but we've got we're back into uh los pollos hermanos and right. gustavo
1: yep i knew he showed up
0: gustavo Fring. yep uh also amazingly like all that cartel stuff was back with don eladio who's played by the guy from scarface you know and the it's all the like gut spring motivational backstory yeah um but it it's oh god the stuff with the mike character is just so and his whole conflict with the cartel and all that stuff oh my god so good just brilliant, brilliant t v fuck that that character
1: is so good, yeah, so good, like he's the tough
0: guy who like yeah, somehow you believe he's tough, even though he's like a grandpa,
1: yeah, no, he's tough, as fucking yes, yeah. it's
0: I don't know if anyone else
1: could have played that character and pulled it off at nearly that age. as
0: convincingly yeah. at that age, yeah,
1: like he does there's one scene in the first season where. Like it's way early on and just some fucking deadbeat shows up to hire three guys for a protection job. And and do you remember this dude in the Hummer?
0: Yes. So like computer security guy in the Hummer or whatever.
1: Yeah. And he's like, you know, he's like, you got a gun? You have a gun? He's like, he's like, I don't have a gun. (laughs) And he's like, it's a protection job. How do you not have a gun? He's like, I didn't think I need one. And he's like, if I need a gun, I'll take one of yours. And then just, like, <laughs> man... like And the guy, like, like he just fucking manhandles them. Yeah. D- like, with, you know, a couple of yeah. fucking crazy yeah, fucking... Yeah, he's
0: just, just got his brown lunch bag. That's
1: all he's got. That's exactly yeah. right. He's got his brown lunch bag. He puts it down. That Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So good. <sighs> so, so good. Well, there's more...
0: If you love that moment, which you obviously do, I can tell the way you're talking about it. There's, oh, you got to watch this season because there are lots of Mike moments
1: very much like that. That's what made that character so um, so great in in Breaking Bad was that there's just this depth where you're like, he's able to convey this history of like experience where like he has done a bunch of super gnarly shit yeah a fucking million times. Right. And at the same time
0: he you never are like this guy's a bad guy.
1: Never like, no he no has a sense
0: of justice. he's
1: not honor a bad guy, a guy at all. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, not at all. Not yeah. at all. But like remember, yeah,
0: I mean there's but yeah the depth of experience and just like Nobody's getting over on no him. No one's
1: getting over on him. Nobody. Yeah. When he comes with the the metallic balloon, lets it go and takes the power out to that like, in breaking bad. Right. And like makes his way through, shoots a guy through a wall just because he knows he's <laughs> there. Like he's just like got like no one fucking gets over on him. Right.
0: Yeah, he's it's a badass character. Oh, sure. yeah. yeah. One of the greatest characters of modern television, easily. Oh man. I have no qualms about. Putting him in a top 10 or maybe no. top five of characters. No. Yeah. Love
1: him. Love him.
0: So, yeah, once again, similar story to Fargo. If you liked the past seasons, this season is just on fire. God you know, damn. It's just all the same level of quality, if not improved. Amazing. Across the board, like just really, really well done acting, storytelling, writing. Um all of
1: it uh unbelievable it makes it so, it i'll tell you like the the level that t v has gotten to has affected like my movie watching habits, yeah because I don't watch nearly as many movies as I used to I, because there's so much interesting shit happening on television and you're able to delve so much deeper into characters for sure. Like it's just, it's like, it's a different like experience. It's a different thing. Like I, you know, no worse or better than, you know, one or the other, but like I'm, I'm watching more TV than I'm watching movies yeah. forever. And then, then that's never been the case in my life Yep, ever. You know, in when I say TV, like I watch it on my fucking iPad or whatever, like yeah. anybody else, you know?
0: It's crazy. Yeah. It's it's interesting my my daughters don't call it TV. Like they don't say, "Can we watch TV?" They don't say TV? No. They say, "Can we watch a show?" A show. It's a show. Yeah. They yeah. never say, "Can we watch TV?" Well, it's not TV, is it? Yeah. No. It's not HBO either. <laughs> no. <laughs> when yeah. they're watching it. <laughs> right, yeah. So, uh, do you, you want to do, let's do one more pick each and then call it a day. All right, cool. Um, I'll do one. I'm going
1: to go back to, um, all right. I'm going to, I'm going to drop in a, f- a, a f- another fast. Like I had to drop this into this episode because I was thinking like, what's the show that when, like, I don't know what, like, I need to go to sleep or I, like, just need to, like, have, like, some com- – like, a lot of, for a lot of people at Seinfeld wa- or yep. fucking friends or something like that. You know yep. what I mean? For me, it's My Name is Earl. Okay. <laughs> I've, I've rem- I know I've talked about this before, and I remember you giving me a ration of shit for it. Um, And I love it. So I just I, – I'm not going to go into it. I'm not going to talk about it. But- I've never watched it. I think, yeah, that's right. You've never seen it, dude. It's fucking great. It's like, it's again, like everything that you need to know happens in the setup. Right. This guy was a piece of shit his whole life. He buys a lottery ticket. He wins. He gets hit by a bus. He gets, he goes to the hospital and he's like, shit. He's like, I, I've been a piece of shit my whole life. I'm lucky I'm still alive. I got all this money now. I have to make a list in, of all the shit that I did wrong and go back and make all of it right. So each episode is him ticking something off the list. Huh. The day I, you know like fucking stole the leg from the one legged lady or the day. And it's all like, it's super, he lives in the mo He lives in a motel right. with his brother. And huh. it's great. It's really good. Great show. And um, his brother's that
0: big dude from American history X, right? Correct. Yeah. Yep. yep who who exactly. Now is like slimmed way the hell down. Like I saw him in a, he like is a big road biker now. And he's a road like, biker lost tons of, Tons of weight. Fuck so. okay. <laughs> him.
1: Good for him. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um. So my last pick. I'm gonna do another um one that I just don't think gets talked about that much, and and when it does, I think it gets a bad rap. Um, and another HBO miniseries. Um that I thought was fucking amazing was John Adams. Yeah, of course. Like so good. And the reviews, Pe- like people pan that. I, 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 I wouldn't say it's panned, right? But like, it's not universal. It's not considered like it, it pretty much because of, um, of, um, Paul Giamatti. Right. Like he's the, really? like he's kind of the problem with that that people have. I, I I didn't have a problem with him. Um because I don't fucking know John Adams and I don't know like maybe he's a perfect fucking representation of that character. Like right. not every person that does things in this world is a super dynamic, super charming, super fucking gregarious person. Like he could have been a curmudgeon and a fucking like not capable of having lots of like, you know, like highs and lows, like yeah. we, we don't know that and and the beauty of that miniseries is that we're able to live and see what's happening to this one very important character in our history against the backdrop of the birth of our country, right in the fucking like majorly fucking super like highly art directed fucking yeah. world,, I mean, it's so good. I loved, loved that. I've seen it three times Wow! and I'm starting to, I'm, I'm about to make another go at it again. And I say this only, um, I'm about to make another go at it again because I literally cannot stop fucking watching Deadwood. Like I'm addicted to it. Like I can't, I can't stop. Like it just, it turns on and I just go. I've seen I've seen it now at this point, fucking fifteen times.
0: Deadwood, yeah. Wow,
1: fifteen times. I, I
0: have to say, I'm starting to get a little afraid that supposedly Milch turned in scripts to HBO. Yeah, and I from it doesn't seem like there's a lot of movement.
1: Thundercats are go. No, but everybody. No, but it was understood that this was going to be three four years in the making. Everybody is signed off on it. Everybody wants to do it. And it was understood, like, there's a lot of moving pieces. It's going to come together. It's going to come together. Okay. All right.
0: Well, I'm glad that you still have faith because I, oh, yeah. I was starting to get a little worried because we've been down this road before with Deadwood.
1: Ugh, I'm afraid so. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I have absolute faith. And and that continues right. to be the best yeah. thing HBO has done.
0: Yeah. Agreed. And in intervening years, you know, Milch has had a couple of... Bad, bad, He had some trouble with Dude, Luck. He had some trouble. John from Cincinnati. Oh. John from
1: Cincinnati. Boy. Um, Not good. Not good. Not good. Yeah. I
0: wanted to love it. Yeah. I watched the entire thing. Did you really? Hoping that it would, like, something would come out of it. And nope. Horrible. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Luck, on the other hand, I thought was really good. I actually really liked Luck, and I think Luck showed a lot of promise. Wasn't, like, a perfect show. No, it wasn't perfect. The reason why the whole thing got pulled, uh, Luck got pulled, was because of the horses. And production problems, Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Too many horse accidents.
1: Yeah. Back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Cost to do business. <laughs> I mean, fucking, they're making more horses, yeah. right?
0: Jesus. Yeah, the, I was saying to someone the other day because my mom just got in a fucking accident with a horse. Oh and no! I was just like, why in the hell? Like, horses feel like feels like when you ha- like know that guy who like has a musket that he goes out and shoots. You know, it's <laughs> like horse. Like, we don't just f- don't fucking need horses. Like no, wait, no use wait, for Uber. them, no use for them whatsoever get a lift, yeah. yeah, get get horses, like go put them in like a fucking dude ranch that like everyone goes and shoots pictures or whatever, like there's no reason horses should be in contemporary <laughs> society, like let them all go live wonderful lives on like a wide open plane or something, like why do we fucking like God, it's just so stupid, yeah. anyway, all right, so I was gonna. <laughs> going to talk about the handmaiden's tale oh uh, yeah the new hulu original yeah yeah and they have a thing i kind of like the the vibe that they've got going over there because not only do they do series but similar to hbo they they'll do like you know eleven, twenty two, sixty one, or whatever you know they'll just do a quick short like there's this this is a thing it's six or seven episodes boom we're out like there's not going to be a second season of the handmaiden's tale right there's just like, there isn't a second season of that. It's like, it's a discrete novel. We're bringing it to life over six or eight hours and boom, we're out.
1: It's great. And yeah.
0: I'm, so I like the I, I I'm not going to talk about, we'll talk about that some other time. Cause I've only watched the first episode. I really liked it. Um, and I think, I think it's just promise. And there's have been some like critiques from it in some angles that it went a little too soft on some of the issues, mm. but it just feels like more than ever. Like, this This was an awesome time to make this show. Yeah. You know, it yeah. could not be more contemporary. Absolutely. You know? and, yeah. And where all of a sudden, in the same way that, like, um, you know, someone who reads Frankenstein today takes something away from it than when someone, when Mary Shelley wrote it. Like, watching it as someone who's, like, encountering this material for the first time, like, you can't help but overlay what's happening in contemporary society on it. That's what's so interesting about the world of, film and literature and art is like, you're constantly bringing your own context and your own current things and understanding. That's right. You read Frankenstein now versus when you read it in high school, it's going to mean something different to you. And you're going to bring like Frankenstein in the, the age of androids means something completely different than it did in, during the industrial revolution, which is when it was written. Right. Um, anyway, I am going to talk about, elementary which is the one that i said there's like there's six seasons in but i'd never watched this until like la- last week yeah which is shocking because it's um sherlock holmes said in contemporary times so i went i kind of thought of this as like and trisha Rausch actually recommended this to me and i kind of went in as like this is a two-horse race and i've put i've pushed all my chips into the sherlock camp the benedict cumberbatch like of course, British yeah. version like that's where I'm at. Right. Like, I, there can't be a more perfect uh, version of this than what uh, Martin Freeman and Benedict Cumberbatch are doing as as um, Watson and Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, I still think that that's true. But this is uh, the show with um, Johnny Lee Miller as Sherlock Holmes and Lucy Liu as Watson um, is a very different sort of modern interpretation of it. And I love the original, just like the, the source material and like the whole Sherlock Holmes thing so much that it's, yeah. it's just delivered. It's set in New York city. It's very different. Huh? Um, they encounter each other cause Sherlock is coming out of rehab and she's his sober companion. She's like no longer a doctor. She's left, was a surgeon has left the world. And they're sort of like, um, for like kind of forced into the situation together and they don't really get along which i kind of like there's like a weird tension but there's also this weird thing where like they're they aren't really they're trying to they're sort of like um developing an intimacy and but because they've recast the watson character as a female you're like is this ever gonna like what how does that play out and so far he's like it has in no way played out to their credit as like him being in in, interested in her romantically right like if it was a lesser cheesy series like they by episode three they would be like having candlelit dinners bummer yeah no there hasn't been any of that and i'm like maybe nine episodes into the first season or something It's, it's really well done it's a little more like I feel like it's more in the same vein as like Law and Order or CSI, where like okay. the crimes are a little like the the crimes and the whole thing in the uh, Sherlock, the British version, I feel like are much more intricate and much more original to that show. Versus, I feel like they're some of these crimes are a little there's some unique elements to Agatha Christie kind of. It's, it's it's starting to feel a little bit formulaic, but it's, yeah. It's entertaining in that way where like or it fills that role for me where I can put it on and like pay about 75% attention to it All right. and like still, you know, be putting together a deck or doing something for Doing whatever right you're doing and yeah. just kind of like mostly listening to it. Who makes it? Uh CBS. CBS okay. I think. It's like a mainstream, which is why also the crimes aren't like as intricate and complex as like something else. Cause they kind of need it to be contained to that half an hour or whatever, you know? Sure. So, Yeah.
1: but it's all right. That's huh? good.
0: Yeah. Huh. It's, it, it is, it must be filling some need in my life because yeah. I'm skipping over hand, uh, tale to go back to that again and again. And I've watched nine episodes of that and only one episode of Handmaid's tale. So
1: yeah. Fucking eh.
0: Yeah. It's interesting the way different, you Know different shows or different things like scratch, different itches, or di- fulfill different needs for you.
1: Oh, for sure, yeah. I still have like there's shows that I put on and don't even watch and just listen to, like uh Jeeves and Worcester, the PG Wodehouse, um, mm. like yeah, back in the day, like Hugh Laurie, and oh, right, um, oh god, I can't believe I don't remember his name's eluding me now. Super famous British actor. Um, But I, I love the goddamn Jeeves and Worcester. They're my favorite. <laughs> I love them. Love them. And I've read them all you, three you times. Like that and My Name is Earl? Yeah. Like the, both P- those yeah, tastes I, are contained within the same person? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Hard to pick one. I'd I, I pick Jeeves over
0: My, my Name, Name is, is Earl. Earl.
1: Yeah. Yeah. P.G. Wodehouse. I loved, I loved PG Wodehouse. I love, I love him.
0: Yeah. Um, this is like, I mean, I guess in a way that like that is the, um, the part of the country you come from, like wrapped in, into one thing. It, oh yeah. So it's like, yep. y- you got a Philly cheesesteak and you got fucking <laughs> <like> history. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> you know, classical Idiots. history. Idiots.
1: Idiots. <laughs> <laughs> with, like, living amongst, like, this, yeah, yeah, super, like, rich history. Right. Just stone fucking that's morons. Liberty Bell got
0: cracked, you know.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some fucking idiot ran into it. Well, shit, man, that was a fun TV party.
0: Yeah. That was good. Well, it's a never-ending thing at this point to try to keep up with all the shit that's out there. Yeah, so. man, ain't that the truth. So, all right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, If you have some TV recommendations, feel free to uh, hit us up in the comments on the site or tweet at us at GLOPodcast.com. If you have a spare moment and you would be so kind as to give us a rating or a review, we sure would appreciate it. I think we've been forever locked in at six. I think iTunes is actually fucking us a little bit. They've had people tell us. Fucking iTunes. I've had people tell us that they submitted reviews and... They haven't showed up. Oh, these so. f-
1: fucking assholes. They and, can't and, get anything right.
0: So, and I, I actually googled it, and I had heard other people who have podcasts complaining about the same thing. So oh, I don't know. My God. Anyhow, thank you for listening. Yes, and, thank uh, you. We'll get a
1: PO box. Main will get a PO yeah. box.
0: Next episode is going to be number fifty, and uh, yeah. we're going to try to do something special for episode fifty. so yeah. stay tuned. good talking to you. Bye, everybody.